Welcome back to Cause Talk Radio by Rashpixel.fm, the podcast that shows do-gooders, nonprofits, and businesses how to build win-win partnerships that raise money and change the world. This podcast is brought to you by the Cause Marketing Forum and Selfish Giving. You can find full show notes and additional resources for today's episode at causeupdate.com and selfishgiving.com. Now on to today's episode. Hey everyone, Joe Waters here at Cause Talk Radio, and I want to welcome my co-host, Megan Strand. Hey, Megan. Hey, Joe. How's it going? It's great. That's good. Another exciting day, another exciting episode of Cause Talk Radio. That's right. Here we are. <laughs> and on the line with us today, we actually have Sharon Jan Johansson, who is Community Affairs Manager for Stripes Sunoco Convenience Stores. Hey, Sharon. How's it going? Hi. How's it going? Good, good. Yeah? How are you? We're doing all right. You know, we got a big, like, the triangle thing happened today. I'm in Boston. Megan's somewhere out west. And you're in Texas. <laughs> yes, that's right. That's we right. We got it all covered. I know. We got it all covered. Coast so, to coast, coast to coast. That's right. That's right. Coast to coast to coast. And thank you, Sharon, so much for your time today. We know that you're very busy at Stripes Convenience Stores, but we had to talk to you about this new program that you recently completed for MD Anderson Cancer Centers, and I'm told it raised $1.2 million at the register. In its first year. In its first year. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Last year, 2014, was the first campaign um, on our partnership with MD Anderson Cancer Center. Um, and uh, we created this campaign called Strike Store Celebrates Tomorrow. So we were really, really proud, you know, to raise $1.2 million, which um, was our big number for in-store collections and employee campaign. But um, but that number actually became our magic number because um, there's there was a, a matching opportunity as well that MD Anderson was able to, you know, just add to the value of our partnership, creating that, uh, $2.4 million that actually went back into the Anderson Cancer Center. Wow. I mean, I wonder, go ahead, I Megan. I back up a minute, a, yeah. a minute and just ask how this campaign started. Did, did you approach MD Anderson? Was it vice versa? Like, what was your interest in, in doing this campaign? Um, well, you know, we being in Texas, we've known about the work, the great work, you know, that MD Anderson Cancer Center always does. And um, actually was, uh, you know, a little bit, you know, MD Anderson was the one that had been working, you know, in, in corporate alliances and partnerships, and they actually approached us and wanted to tell us a little bit about the work, you know, that they were doing. Um, and like I said, you know, we've heard about it. We know that they've done great, great work. And so we were we were really honored that they that they approached us to try to work and see, you know, how we could create something that could benefit um, the hospital and the many patients that they care for. Wow. Now tell us a little bit about uh, Sunoco Stripes. I'm certainly familiar with Sunoco in this part of the country, but I'm not familiar with Stripes. Oh, right. So Stretch Convenience Stores is, uh, is, uh, is actually a company. We have convenience stores all throughout Texas, New Mexico, and Oklahoma, over 700 stores. Wow. And, um, and it's, uh, it's probably a little bit different than what you find on the East Coast when it comes, you know, to the size of the, of the stores. They're pretty big box stores, a lot of real estate. Uh, we have a lot of truck stops, you know, with, fuel and uh, diesel, but also the special part of our stores as well is that a lot of them offer restaurant services, which mm-hmm. is 
um, our, our own brand called the Laredo Taco Company, which is authentic Mexican food. So uh, wow. it's, it's a pretty, pretty nice experience. And if you have never tried it, I mean, next time that you're in Texas, you should really, really So it. it really is true that, uh, that, you know, everything's bigger in Texas, including the convenience stores. <laughs> yes, I think so. I think so. So they're not in, you know, it's the, they're big and delicious. Yeah. They're not in Megan's area though, because I know Megan hangs around a lot of truck stops too. But um, I do. <laughs> <laughs> she has a donation jar. You know, she goes around and collects money for kids and stuff like that. But uh, yeah, so those stores are big though. So you know, because out in the East Coast, it's more just like a go, you know, place to you know. I guess you could pick up a lot of different things there. But it sounds like we we definitely don't have restaurants with our convenience stores. Yeah, and, and we do, you know, the, the greatest part of it, I mean, we have all kinds, all sizes, you know, stores. We have the big stores, and then we also have neighborhood stores. But I think that that's, that's the greatest thing about our, our stores, you know, is that they, they do become part of the communities where we operate. And so um, we have, I mean, the type of customers that we have are all all different demographics, you know, from young to uh, female, male, you know, from all walks of life. So we, we get, you know, we get very much a lot of different folks from our communities. And so that's, I think, what makes it a really vibrant and energetic business uh, because we have all kinds of people coming in. Well, and, and one of the things that it sounds like you did very well in this first year campaign is engaging your employees, who I would imagine are also representative of, of that diverse community. Can you talk a little bit about what you did to engage employees and how you sort of approached this whole campaign as a, again, as a first year campaign? These are pretty impressive numbers. to be Well, you know what, it, you know what it is too. What I think is really impressive about it, uh, Sharon and Megan is like, you know, convenience stores have traditionally been good places to raise money, but not great places. I mean, to the point that you're raising $1.2 million in a campaign right. like this. So that's impressive, Sharon. Congratulations. Yeah, well, thank you very much. It is definitely, you know, a team effort. And I think for us, you know, um, uh, we've done we've done different fundraising campaigns um, in the past, you know, but, but I really think that this, um, what this campaign really did and pushed, you know, for just an unbelievable response and engagement that we received from our, not only from our customers, but definitely from our employees as well. And I think it had to do a lot with the mission of the organization. So our partnership with MD Anderson um, was great. Uh, and so in creating this campaign, we really wanted to make something that created an impact. And so mm. we knew that, you know, trying to support a cancer hospital, you know, and there's so many people that are affected you know, with cancer, um, but we really wanted to make an impact. How can we make a difference? And so we, we really, um, you know, worked together and decided that 100% of the funds that we were going to raise were going to impact a children's cancer hospital. Mm -hmm. And so that was the main focus of our campaign. And um, we worked together with our team, you know, from MD Anderson and trying to create all different types of communications and materials, but really what the mission was going to be about how we were making a difference. And so, um, so it wasn't only about the fundraising factor at the store, but also trying to create that emotional connection, not mm. only with our customers, but also with our employees. And I think that all of us have had or have known somebody who has been impacted 
with cancer, either if it's a family member or a friend or somebody who else who we know. And I think that that really was that emotional part that's connected with almost everybody who we talked to about this campaign that went beyond that just making a personal donation, but making it more of um educational program and mm-hmm. creating all these awareness, you know, of how underfunded uh, children's cancer really is. And so people really got behind it and people really wanted to make a difference. And like I said, you know, a lot of them, you know, they said um, they might not have, you know, a big checkbook account, you know, where they can make a big donation, but they knew that with their network and they knew that with their passion, you know, for the work that they were putting for this campaign, actually were going to make a huge contribution towards it. So it was that ripple effect that really just got people going and uh, uh, really connected to the mission and make a huge, huge difference for us. Mm-hmm. Now, with your program, if when I was reading up on it, it sounded like there was um, you had one donation you could make. You could make a dollar donation at the register. Is that correct, Sharon? Yes. So the way that our campaigns were for the in-store campaigns is that we dedicate um, that month or that specific period of time, you know, that that we really wanted to offer in our store. So it's at every transaction for every customer that comes in, you know, where we ask our customers if they would like, when they're checking out, if they would like to make a donation mm-hmm. for you know, MD Anderson Children's Cancer Hospital. Mm-hmm. And uh, so the customer has the option, you know, say yes or no, and it's a $1 donation. So $1 at a time is really how we're collecting this $1.2 million. Mm. And that, um, that asked Sharon, that was on the uh, pin pad or was it from the cashier? It's the cashier. So uh-huh. it definitely is not something that comes up, you know, on the screen. Yep. This is actually that personal connection, that personal effort from our cash years that they're asking our customers if they would like to make that donation. And so um, what the other thing that we did offer as well, so we have the little paper pinups that we offer at the register, and that's where it's something tangible that the customer can see and they can touch, and it's branded, you know, with the hospital and the campaign and everything, you know, that you know that involves uh, what? Why are we raising this funds? But also offers a couple of coupons with free product for the customer, so that they know they have an added value for that donation. Right. So knowing that mm-hmm. this is something you know that goes beyond, you know, they, they're getting something in return, and that is part of the contribution that our company does towards this campaign. And how is the redemption rate on those coupons? You know, uh, we've had pretty high redemption rates on it, but um, I think that everybody, we have two different um, offers. So there's always, you know, that one offer that it seems for me that that's the, the popular one. That's the one that everybody likes. Mm. We have um, our Slush Monkey product, which is a frozen carbonated beverage. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's probably the one that has the most redemption. But um, but uh, definitely, you know, it's is it's, uh, it's not that much as, you know, as sometimes we think, you know, that sometimes it would be. So it's called a slush monkey? <laughs> yes. It's a I slush want a slush monkey. Sounds delicious. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's delicious and a lot of fun. Believe uh, me, a lot of fun. 
You know, Sharon, one of the things I'm interested in, too, is um, a lot of people that we have that come on the show, they talk about giving um, the customer an option in terms of how much they want to donate. It can be $1, it can be $3 or $5. What was your thinking? Have you guys ever thought about asking for a little bit more at the register? Or, you know, and, and I don't want to put words in your mouth, but I almost think, too, and even talk to people that I know in the convenience store industry, they say, you know, Joe, a lot of people go in the convenience store, they're not spending as much as they would maybe at the supermarket or a department store or something like that. So a dollar is kind of a big ask of them. Would you agree with that? Or have you folks thought about experimenting with other amounts? We have thought about um, different amounts. You know, it really the model for the $1 is something that has worked for us. Hmm. Um, like I said, you know, a lot of our customers actually that we have are repeat customers. Right, so we, right. we do tend to get a lot of customers that come yep. in into our stores, you know, more than once every week. And yep. so sometimes, you know, giving a dollar, you know, every day might be a little bit more for others. But we really think that that's a little bit of a, a magic number, you know, with the $1, a lot of people feel mm-hmm. feel certain you know, they can do a $1 donation. And even though they come, you know, a couple of times or, or more times during the week, it's something that's doable for them. Yeah. Can do that. yeah. It also looks like you featured a four-year-old patient throughout the campaign. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Right. Um, so one of the things that has been really important to us in our campaigns is that, um, you know, we, as we are developing this story, as we are trying to tell the story of why we want to support this organization, why do we want to support the mission that they're working for, it's really trying to make that emotional, local connection. How is this you know, connected to our local communities, because that's what we're about. We want to help our communities. We want to help the people, you know, uh, where they live, where we operate. So um, so what was important to us, you know, was trying to, to really, you know, bring a little bit of light into the reality of, of what this hospital does. Mm. And so we worked with them together in trying to identify a patient ambassador who could represent our local community, and that could be the face of our campaign. So they did a great job in um, helping us connect with one of their patients who is actually from one of our operating markets. And she's, uh, she's a beautiful little girl. In the first year, we had our, our first patient, Natalie, and the second year, we had our patient, Caleb, um, four-year-old as well, who represented our campaigns, but what we wanted everybody to see, you know, is because they are, here they are, the beautiful children, and they are patients of Indy Anderson, but at the same time, they live in our community. And so it was an inspiration point for us in trying to make sure that everybody knew this is why we are doing this. This yeah. is why we are putting mm-hmm. our efforts and our energy together mm-hmm. so that we can help these kids like Caleb and Natalie and their families. Yeah, and I think it's so critical, too, especially in a point-of-sale program, that people can make that immediate connection where their dollar is going. So, you know, they yep. see the face of a child. They know it's related to a hospital. They can make a very quick, like, this is something good that I want to contribute to. Whereas, you know, I've talked to other charities before, Sharon, and they've, they struggled at the register because they're not always clear about what they need to ask um, in order to get that, that donation. And for, you know, depending on your cause, it can be a bit challenging. Right, right. And I think that's important that I'm glad that you mentioned that because uh, that's one of the other very important elements for us, you know, as we 
we start really creating the campaign and it's communication, communication. We have so many presentations and communications with our team, with our internal team, letting them know, you know, what this campaign is all about, you know, how, you know, who is it going to benefit, mm. who is the hospital, what are they doing? Because we want our employees um, we want the people who are participating to learn along the process of not making only their donation, but learning about, you know, who is benefiting from, from these donations and who the one, you know, the hospital, what type of work do they do? And of course, you know, by all means, I, I don't want them to be experts, but definitely give them the resources that they can communicate to our customers and let them know, you know, why are we fundraising and then give them the other tools that they need in case anybody needs further information, you know, of website, where to go, or look for materials, or give out a brochure, oh. or, you know, show a video, or something where they can find all of those resources. Yeah, and I'll tell you, you must have did a really good job if you raised $1.2 million. I mean, to see a program like that that raises so much money, Megan, I think at the register that is employee-activated is almost becoming a bit unique these days. Because well, and I also think that having one kid versus like, oh, here's, uh, you know, a series of five different children, like having one kid a year. I mean, I would imagine that those employees feel like they kind of get to know that kid throughout mm. the campaign. I just right. love that it's one kid. Yeah, I, I mean, because, you know, you just don't see that type of activation. I mean, in a lot of, I mean, even in a lot of people that I talk to, Sharon and Megan, it's like, you know, it's almost like you need the pin pad these days because at least it asks every time, do you want to donate, you know, a dollar or what have you? And, um, but to have that followed up by an employee ask is something that's powerful. But to do it just on employees, I mean, that's hot. Oh, yeah, definitely. And I think, you know, the great thing about it is those that a lot, like I said, you know, with our repeat customers, a lot of our, our staff, our, our employees at this store have developed that relationship with their customers. They mm-hmm. know them. And so a lot of them, you know, when it comes to these types of, of campaigns, you know, they feel already, you know, they, they already know, what, you know, what they're trying to achieve. And a lot of the customers want to support not only the campaign and mm-hmm. the organization, but they also want to support, um, you know, the, their 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 friends, you know, at the store and, you know, because they know that they're they're doing it for a good cause. And right. so um, I think that building those relationships are also very important, those relationships mm-hmm. with your customers. What was, uh, Sharon, I'm curious, what was a top performing store? So our top performing store, we had it actually was right here in Corpus Christi. Um, we have a store downtown, and the manager, she is outstanding. She was such a driven individual. Um, she was, you know, she was fundraising left and right, and uh, she actually was able to reach over $10,000 at her store just wow. by, by themselves. Wow. And this was in four weeks alone, and uh, she was... She was so proud, and you know what? At the end of the day, she just you know melted my heart because she she always says, you know, I just do it for the kids. You know that I don't do it for any hoopla or anything else. She says, but I just want to help and I just want to give back. So, and she's such a great great human being. And the great thing about it is that she does it with this fundraiser, and she does it with you know anything else that is put on her plate. You know, she is best leader for her team as well. So we're really really proud to have her on our team. Yeah, that, that's but Megan, think about that. That's pretty impressive that the top performing store raised $10,000 but nonetheless they still raised 1.2 million dollars with the program. 
I mean, I think know. about, I mean, it's you know, because amazing. a lot of times, a lot of times too, Sharon, when we talk to people, they have one store, two stores, three stores, and they're raising like, you know, or something like that. And then you can kind of see how, you know, the program might work and stuff like that. But what that really shows is like your, all of your stores to a large extent probably really worked hard on this program and raised some decent money. Oh yeah. Yeah, definitely. I think, you know, like what is important to mention as well is that, um, you know, all of our stores are very driven. They're very, Organized, and when it comes, you know, they they set goals for themselves, and they know, you know, how to achieve them and how to break it down, and you know, where do they need to start, on, on and you know, how to get there. So it's very, very important. But for us, who are their support team, you know, when it comes to marketing and PR, you know, we try to do everything in our power to make sure that you know that we're getting those communications out there, that we're letting people know any anywhere possible that goes beyond the stores and letting the public know how they can support this campaign and go to our stores, we, you know, we try to accomplish. So we, we actually do, um, we do some PR um, events at the beginning of the campaign. And I feel like that also helps us get the word out there and get people excited about it, driving them to the stores where, um, where we actually created um, media events at specific locations in our major markets where we invited people to come and join us and we basically kick off our campaign. And we had sign a sign that we made that it was posted on the side wall of our store that said cancer and it had a big red line strike through in the middle of the word. Um, so we invited that day for people to come and join us and the fight against cancer and help us, you know, strike that red line across the word cancer and write messages on the wall for in honor of somebody or in memory of somebody who they know that were in the fight with cancer. And I feel that, that doing that at the beginning of the campaign also helped us, you know, just create more awareness and create more momentum for the campaign as it was trickling down, you know, for the next few weeks. Oh, that's fantastic. A, yeah, isn't that a fantastic campaign? I mean, there are so many impressive things I think people can can learn from this campaign in terms of dollar amounts, in terms of the amount of employee activation that went into this, the type of education, the emotional appeal of it, which I think is important. You know, picking someone like MD Anderson, which sounds like within your uh, area is has a great name and is something that people recognize and respect. I mean, all those things are really, you know, it's just fantastic. You know, and I mean, on top of that, you have a product called a Slurp Monkey. You know what I mean? So, <laughs> like it, yes. And yeah. then there's that. Yeah. So I'm going to have to get to Corpus Christi, I guess. I want to meet this lady at the main store because it sounds like <laughs> she's a fundraising powerhouse. And Megan, you and I can meet there and we can, we we can, can have, have, a, we can have Slurp Monkeys. Slurp Monkeys. Yeah. Absolutely. And it sounds like it sounds like the convenience stores in Texas are so big we could probably live there. Then we could have week. tacos. Yeah, we, we could probably yeah, we, we could probably just stay there for the whole week. You know what I mean? So <laughs> yes. that's great. That's great. Well, Sharon, this has been fantastic. If people want to find out more about you or about stripes in this program, how might they do that online? Um, well definitely they can visit our, our website, which is stripestores.com. Or they can also visit a dedicated webpage that MD Anderson put together for us, which is mdanderson.org slash stripes, where you can find more information about the ongoing campaign as well as a couple of videos 
those uh, with our patient ambassador and also how you can donate to the campaign. Fantastic. Well, thank you so much. We'll definitely put all of those in the show notes. And Joe, where can people find you online if they'd like to do that? Well, minute to minute, of course, they can find me at Joe Waters on Twitter. They can, of course, find me weekly on SelfishGiving.com. And I have a whole board on charity pinups that you can check out at Pinterest.com front slash Joe Waters. What about you, Megan? Where can people find you? I am also on Twitter at Megan Strand, and I tweet for the Cause Marketing Forum at TweetCMF. And you can find today's show notes at CauseUpdate.com as well as SelfishGiving.com. And of course, you can find Cause Talk Radio on iTunes. We do recommend you subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss an episode. And on behalf of Sharon and Joe and myself, we'd like to thank you so much for joining us for this episode of Cause Talk Radio, and we'll talk to you next time.